month ago, we did a live stream on this channel with my friend Taylor Moon so that she could share her story involving allegations of abuse against a celebrity podcaster. At the time, we chose to keep the identity of that podcaster anonymous for privacy reasons, uh, but the next day it was confirmed that the person in question was Ben Kissel uh, from last podcast on the left and Taylor's ex-boyfriend. Uh, yesterday, Rolling Stone published an article, an investigative piece on their website detailing Taylor's allegations as well as stories from several other women that establish a history and pattern of troubling behavior from Ben Kissel. There's a lot of moving parts to this story, and I'm going to do my best to explain all the circumstances that led to Kissel's departure from the last podcast network and share some details about activity that was happening uh, behind the scenes while all this was going on. Uh, my friend and co-host Bryce is joining me this evening to moderate the live chat and help me answer some of y'all's questions. Uh, Taylor is not able to join us this evening due to some ongoing legal concerns, but I have spoken with her several times, including yesterday when the Rolling Stone article was published, and she is fully supportive of me doing this live stream and explaining uh, the situation. Um, you, you know, this is a uh, this is a tough subject to address. Um, Taylor and I, we actually talked extensively before we actually did the live stream um, and, and we debated whether or not to do it at all uh, because we, we didn't want anyone to get hurt. We certainly didn't want anyone uh, to get canceled, but ultimately we we decided to do the live stream and, and that's what happened on, on September 5th that just started a firestorm of activity. Taylor had made allegations uh, about Ben's behavior previously on her channels and we only decided to do the live stream on this channel after some really intense harassment from fans of Kissel and the last podcast network. Um, who ultimately got Taylor's uh, several of her social media accounts shut down. Um, we knew that Taylor needed a voice, and, and we talked about that on the live stream that we did on September 15th. Uh, and that was really the goal is to allow Taylor uh, to share her story. Uh, and I, I feel like we, we absolutely accomplished that. But there was a lot that was going on behind the scenes well before we ever did the live stream and well after <laughs> September 15th. So Taylor and, and Ben Kissel from last podcast on the left, they, they were in about a year long relationship. Uh, they broke up in July of, of this year after their breakup. Uh, you know, Taylor went on her social media. She, she posted, couple times without naming Ben directly, uh, but just venting uh, about how challenging the relationship had, had been for her. Um, that was happening in August and September. On September 6th is when Taylor's social media accounts, uh, several of her social media accounts were shut down. And that was due to a coordinated attack from fans of Kissel and the last podcast on the left. I, I mean, it was it was undeniable what was happening. They were they were going and and reporting her, and ultimately, like I said, got the accounts shut down. So Taylor had had mentioned that there was 
uh, disturbing, troubling behavior, uh, you know, from Ben. And, and she had talked to me about this before we ever did the live stream. She'd, she'd shared some of the details, but never really spoke publicly about it, or, or at least never, never named Ben at all, uh, even up until the point of, of doing the live stream. On September 13th, so about a week after Taylor's social media accounts got shut down, uh, Ben ended up going to, to a rehabilitation facility. The, uh, the last podcast network announced his temporary leave of, leave of absence. But what they didn't do at that point was mention Taylor at all or tell fans to stop harassing and attacking her. Uh, there was there was no mention of that at all when it was originally announced that that Ben was going to uh, to rehab. So then on September 15th, after a lot of discussion, Taylor and I uh, decided to to do the live stream on this channel. And, and what was really interesting about that decision. So so when you do a live stream, as, as some of y'all probably know, you schedule typically you'll schedule the live stream in advance. And, and that's exactly what we did. And so the live stream is the scheduled live stream is visible on the channel. And, and what I noticed very quickly for that original live stream is that the attacks started almost immediately. People going into the live chat, even into the comments. And, and, and again, this was before the live chat even started. It was just a visible scheduled video um, attacking Taylor almost immediately. Uh, so the, the pattern of behavior, and I think this is not all the fans by any stretch. I think it's a very small subset of fans uh, were, were coordinating these attacks against anything that Taylor tried to say or do uh, speaking out about, you know, the uh, the abuse that she alleges happened. Um. So that was September 15th. We did the live stream. Once again, we we kept Ben's identity anonymous throughout the live stream. Uh, didn't mention his name. Um, didn't even mention the, the last podcast network. Um, but the next day it, it was it was confirmed uh, through a series of social media. Posts uh, that the person in question, like I said, was was Ben on September 18th. So three days after the live stream, finally, the last po podcast network uh, posted on their social media story uh, that the harassment of Taylor needed to stop. Uh, so that was the first that was the first time that the last podcast network made any kind of statement about, hey, y'all can't do this. Y'all y'all can't attack a victim like this. Uh, and then on September 22nd, a more extensive statement was made on the last podcast on the left's, I guess the episode that, that aired that day, a more extensive statement, you know, condemning the harassment of Taylor. Uh, so at this point, like we said, the, the Ben took a sabbatical from the show effective September 13th. Um, all of this was happening. Uh, and if, if you go and, and do any kind of research online, I, I mean, there was, like I said, just a firestorm of activity at that point. And then on October 4th, uh, Ben was officially removed from the last podcast network. 
uh, per the the last podcast network's Instagram account. And that's how they made the announcement that uh, Ben would not be returning to the network or the the show that that he helped start. Um, you know, everything that was going on behind the scenes was was th- there there was a, a lot happening um, that ultimately led up to the Rolling Stone piece that was published yesterday. There was a lot of conversation that I had with Taylor conversations that she had with people that were uh, affiliated or associated with uh, people at the last podcast network. Um, And and it was really disappointing to me uh, that there wasn't a, a quicker reaction that the last podcast network did not address sooner uh, the harassment from fans. Um, It was just, uh, it it was really, it, it was, it was really unfortunate in my opinion. Um, so from the time of the stream until they actually announced something, how many days was that? So the stream happened on September 15th. The first social media story was, was published on September 18th. So three days later, but the harassment had started weeks prior weeks prior fans were attacking taylor got her social media accounts shut down i mean this goes all the way back to august this actually goes all the way back and 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 we'll talk about this a little bit more when we kind of go through uh the rolling stone article fans started attacking taylor as as soon as they realized that that she and ben kissel were in a relationship so this is a this is a pattern of behavior on the part of like I said, not all the the last podcast network fans, but uh, I, I think a, a troubling amount of them. They're very active, apparently. And extremely active and very coordinated. From what I understand, so there's a few online groups uh, where fans of the last podcast on the left uh, and fans of the last podcast network kind of communicate. Um, there are a couple uh, Reddit, I guess, threads, I'm not super familiar with Reddit, but there's a couple subreddits dedicated to the last podcast on the left and, and fans talk a lot there. Initially, I, I, I will say that on Reddit, the, the fans were attacking Taylor, uh, the majority, you know, basically saying that, oh, she's uh, she, she's just making a big deal out of nothing or she's flat out lying. Right. Uh, but that that gradually changed on Reddit, which was encouraging to see, especially after she she told her story on on this live stream, I, I feel like at that point, a lot of the fans realize, oh, this is actually really serious. Um, and this is something that we need to take seriously and and stop attacking a victim, right? And, and so I saw the 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 Reddit community kind of shift um, to support Taylor at that point. Um, but from what I understand, and and I'm not part of this group, uh, I've, I've never seen the group, but from what I understand, there is a, a separate Facebook group that is still very toxic, still attacking Taylor. And I can see a lot of probably their comments, people associated with that group, their comments on the original live stream that we did on September 15th, discrediting her, attacking her, saying it's fake, you know, she's acting, all, all this horrible stuff um that uh is just completely inappropriate when someone is trying to tell their story uh and uh, and, and what they experienced yeah you know, it's just 
I mean, it was really, it was really disturbing for me to see how people reacted both initially before we ever did the live stream, how, how they were attacking her online just after she made some of her social media posts, uh, but then also after the fact, how some people were still so intentional uh, about being vengeful and hurtful and just mean spirited. Um, you know, you so that was, that was it, discouraging to see. If you think about it, it wouldn't have advanced this far if they hadn't been so aggressive. Because Absolutely. she never said the person's name. We didn't say the person's mm -hmm. name. They just went hardcore. If they had left yeah. it alone, mm -hmm. I don't. I think that nothing would have happened. You're so right about that, Bryce. Um, be, because yeah, ta Taylor, when she made the initial social media post, she was really just venting. That was it. As her right, absolutely. Her channel, her platform, one hundred percent. That is her platform. It's her content. She can, she can say whatever she wants. Now, there's there's consequences if you're if you're saying wild stuff on, on social media, right? As as you and I both know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, she, she that that was her prerogative to tell her story on her social media, and then these vindictive fans, this subset of fans, just went after her full throttle, coordinated attack, like I said, and and, and got her her social media, several of her social media accounts shut down. Um, and, and that's when she felt like I, I don't have a platform to tell my story. And she asked me, she asked me about a week before we ever did the live stream. I, I, I shouldn't say she asked me, but she talked to me about the possibility of doing a live stream to address the situation. We talked about it at length and decided, you know what, we, we, we don't want to, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We certainly don't want to get anyone canceled. That was, that was one of the things that we vigorously agreed on is we don't want to get anyone canceled in this situation um we just she needs to get the story out right so we had talked about it about a week prior to actually doing the live stream and decided let's just not do it there's there's too much risk involved you don't want to be attacked even more right so let's just let's just leave it alone right yeah in our platform as we've talked so many times like we're here to let people that have suffered abuse mm -hmm. tell their story right and we pretty much will give them they, they talk almost as much as we if they want to talk without yeah, us exactly interjecting anything mm -hmm. about us so she needed somewhere she could go that she was safer that couldn't get taken down for whatever reason and you know this was definitely the right spot at the right time it was it was what she needed to do we have a platform for that and it, it would have gone against everything I believe in to not let her do this. Right. Um, so she does, she does a live stream and, and then there's, there's more attacks. Right. But, but your original point, Bryce was if they would, if they had just left her alone, none of this stuff would have happened. We even talked about in the live stream, especially towards the end of the live stream, how concerned Taylor was for Ben's, well-being she she knew that he had an alcohol problem the last podcast network his co-hosts knew he had an alcohol problem it was well documented they talked about it frequently right now i don't know if they knew anything about the alleged abuse i don't know if they knew about that part of of his behavior 
you know, obviously they're they're denying knowing anything about it, right? Or the extent of it, at least. But um, you know, Taylor was was very concerned about Ben and just wanted him to get the help that he needed. You know, uh, and we talked about that extensively. Um, and, and as as someone who has suffered with that myself. I also feel for him. I know the dark place that substance abuse and alcoholism can put you in. Um, and so anyone that that's going through that, I want them to get the help that they need. And I, I said that too on the live stream. Um, and so, like I said, the goal, the intention was never to get anyone canceled. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that, um, that Ben had to, had to leave the network. Uh, but I think after everything that happened, in reality, the last podcast network really didn't have a choice. No, they, everybody seemed to have dropped the ball and, and, you know, alcoholism is one of those things and, and maybe just substance abuse, but alcoholism specifically, everybody's different when they're really, really wasted. I have been around you many <laughs> times when you were really, really wasted, really mm-hmm. wasted. You have never once acted and the only person you ever slightly abused was me, but you know, we were at home <laughs> in the apartment. So it was, I was able and, to defend myself. And I was more so just like aggressively hugging you. A very aggressive. Yes. Very aggressively yes. and, hugging and you. wanting me to participate with you. So it's one of those things where everybody's personality is a little bit different when right. they're completely wasted. And so it's entirely possible that this guy has absolutely no idea what he looks like, what he's saying and what he's doing when he's blackout wasted, which right. is a great reason to just own it. Yeah. You can't you, speak against something yep. that you have no recollection of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, here's here's the, the difficult part about all of this is based on the Rolling Stone article, which, which we'll get into here in a second, it does seem like there was a pattern of behavior um, that he had been called out for uh, previously. Uh, and refused to take accountability for. And and that's where I think now you've got a problem, right? You, you know that your drinking has created a change in your personality uh, to the point where you are causing harm to others that you care about. Uh, and, and something at that point has got to change. Something has to change. Um, you know, so... It's uh, it's it's unfortunate how how this all, you know, played out for for Ben Kissel. Um, I still I still wish him the best in terms of recovery. I, I, I really hope that he is he is getting the help that he needs right now. I really, really do, uh, because I know um, I know how damaging alcoholism can be to you as a person and, and the people around you. Um, and it's heartbreaking. It's it's heartbreaking to watch someone that talented, that successful succumb to the disease of of alcoholism. It really is. So w- once again, I I really hope that that he is getting the help that he needs. And like I said, I I also believe that that Taylor truly loved Ben, and I believe she's still very concerned. Still, even after all of this, I believe that she is very concerned for his mental and and physical well being. Um. You know, another thing that that came up after after we did the live stream on, on September fifteenth, uh, you know, some some folks mentioned that um, 
you know, the, uh, the live stream was, was monetized and, and how dare we, we monetize the live stream. Well, interestingly enough, that was something I discussed with Taylor and she actually requested that all monetary proceeds from the live stream be donated to an alcohol recovery nonprofit. If that doesn't tell you where her heart is in all of this, nothing will, nothing will. Um, her heart is in the right place. I 100% believe Taylor as should everyone else that's heard her story. Um, and, and the, the attacks, the harassment are just absolutely disgusting. There is no excuse for that kind of behavior. Um, honestly, people like that just, just need to delete all of their social media accounts and and they should have their internet privileges revoked because <laughs> they, they, they you clearly personal, can't behave yourself. They need personal monitors. Uh, we're getting right. to a point where the government's going to have to start issuing monitors to groups of people. <laughs> like you guys obviously can't be trusted on the internet by yourself, right? Well, your privileges are revoked. You you don't get internet internet time anymore because you can't you can't do the right thing. No, we're cutting you off at eight o'clock when you've had that second glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And who? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe, maybe these people need to get help for you know alcohol and substance abuse too. I mean, it would make a whole lot of sense if they if it was just a bunch of tweakers that are saying this stuff because that's how wild some of it really is. I mean, it's just it's just insane. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, so I want to I want to get into the Rolling Stone article and and go through a, a little bit of this. Um, you know, I, I obviously want to focus primarily on on Taylor's story because it's the one that, that I'm most familiar with. But the Rolling Stone article did um, pull in some other stories um, just to provide some some history and context uh, around the, the accusations that, that Taylor has made, right? Uh, one of the one of the incidents they talk about, uh, I'll, I'll read straight from the article, uh, as Kissel got angrier and angrier and drunker and drunker, uh, one of his former partners said that she tried to figure out what to do. She tried calming him down, ushering him to go to bed, but he was furious and said, uh, those are the rules you set. I don't understand why you're so mad, she says. And he said, we'll never do that again. This is basically a fight that Ben Kissel got into with a former partner over uh, an open relationship, right? Um, and that's when this former partner says that Kissel slapped her across the face uh, she said, it's weird. I don't remember it hurting because I think it must have hurt, but I remember freezing and inside my head thinking that just happened and it could get worse. You need to get out of here, right? So there there was a, a situation that happened and this happened years and years ago. I believe this was, I want to say in like 2013 or 2014. And the next morning, this lady says that she tried to broach the subject with Kissel, um, told him that he had hit her. And he said to her, no, I didn't. To which she responded, yes, you did. You slapped me across the face and then Kissel looked at her, kind of patted her on the head like a little kid and said, well, I'm very sorry if that happened, but it didn't. So sure. just that incident right there. Classic victim blaming, gaslighting, all of the above. And, and refusing to take <laughs> accountability or responsibility. Yeah. And, and and that to me is you you've got especially, especially um, when, when you're in the public, I like this. I mean, not that it should happen, you know, behind closed doors by any stretch of the imagination, but 
um, if you're a public figure and and you're literally the co-host of of a true crime podcast, you have to learn how to take accountability for stuff like this. I, I mean, that's just that's a non-negotiable, you know. Um. So the article goes on among diehard fans of last podcast on the left. Kissel was considered to be something of an unlikely sex symbol, though he was not necessarily the funniest or best informed of the host. His teddy bear persona endeared him to listeners, particular female fans. So this is where some of Taylor's story starts. Taylor said that so many women were trying to get his attention and constantly DMing him. Uh, it's evident over all his social media. If you scroll through Instagram, there are hundreds of girls comments. So he was used to getting female attention without any problem at all right um and this is where they start detailing uh taylor's experience um after they broke up in late august 2023 shortly after taylor and kissel broke up she published a post on her social media alluding to their split once again without referencing him directly or naming him and she wrote you'll never get to drunkenly pin me to the bed and call me a pathetic effing loser or stupid effing B ever again. That is the incident that Taylor described in detail on the live stream on September 15th. That's exactly what uh, the Rolling Stone is referring to here. Um, and again, though she did not explicitly name Kissel, last podcast fans well-versed in the art of solving mysteries figured out who she was re referring to, prompting intense speculation within the fan community. Taylor describes her allegation in further details on this live stream. This is, again, quoting from the Rolling Stone. Um, Friends with Davey podcast hosted by her friend, comedian Davey Jackson. That's me. Since Taylor went public, Rolling Stone has spoken to three other women who have come forward with their own allegations against Kissel, ranging from inappropriate behavior to physical abuse. I mean, this is just, this is just so disheartening to hear that it wasn't just one. It wasn't an isolated incident. This happened many, many times with yeah. at least three other women. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. Yeah. You know, and these people, we, we let these people into our lives. We listen to them. We, you know, agree with them on things. And they become like, you're just, they're, they're with you all the time in your phone listening. And something happens and you want to defend them. You're like, mm -hmm. no, that can't be true. This person, this person I look up to and I'm mm -hmm. totally... Absolutely cannot be true. And I felt like that about a certain very, very famous comedian that I grew up watching my whole life. And I was like, mm. no, there's absolutely no way. They're money. Couldn't they're be. For money. They're going for money. Yeah. And, you know, two women. Ah, eh, 20-something come forward. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Going to have to let this one go, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's – and just her behavior, just Taylor's behavior. Like if she was in it for anything at all. Right then she would have played that card by now. <laughs> Absolutely. Easily. And that, that has not, that, that hasn't come up. She's not going after uh, Ben or his money or last podcast or their money. That, I, I mean, that, that's not what's happening. When, when I mentioned that there's ongoing legal concerns, I, I can't speak about that um, uh, at all, um, but it has nothing to do with her, you know, trying to, extort them for money or, or anything ridiculous like that it's yeah. not what it's about um i'm going to keep reading from from the rolling stone article here initially taylor's allegations led to the last podcast team saying in a september 13th episode that kissel would be going into treatment for his mental health and physical health 
That's what we had we had referenced about their initial announcement, assuring listeners that Kissel will be back. Weeks later, on October 5th, they reversed course, saying that Kissel would be leaving the network permanently. Um, many fans in the last podcast community were confused about by this about face, wondering if the allegations against Kissel were true, because a lot of them had said up until that point, there's no way she's lying. It's exaggerated. Can't be you know reality this 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 can't be what's actually happening right now right uh but i mean after october 5th i i mean just based on what i've read i haven't seen a, a single person outside of these troll groups right um that don't think that ben was was guilty of something um According to the four women who spoke with the Rolling Stone, as well as nine other people close to the New York City comedy community and the last podcast network, Kissel's issues with alcohol have long been a topic of discussion among those in his social circle and may have played a role in his alleged misconduct. And right there, I mean, beyond a shadow of a doubt, there was knowledge that, that, that Ben had this, this problem uh, with alcohol. Yeah. Um, now again, the, the 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 network has denied any knowledge of the alleged abuse, but you knew the alcohol was a problem. I, I mean, Bryce, if if you had known the extent of of my issue, I know you would have sat me down and at least tried to reason with me. Oh, dude, you know, or if you had done anything mm -hmm. crazy, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that was just I would have, you know, that the. The time that I it finally went a, a switch was thrown in my brain was when I was following you and I mm -hmm. saw you almost go, you know, 70 miles an hour into that uh, concrete divider on the highway because right. I know you were texting. I was just like, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I still was not aware of the extent. I, I just, but I think, I think Ben's. Uh, social circle was aware of the extent of of how bad it had gotten um there's no way you can party that long no that that crazy mm -hmm. that you don't witness this stuff yourself and i think i i, I want to say that that ben i mean of course it was you know in a in a joking context but but ben had even admitted that he had a drinking problem you know um and so the, the this is tough in in a situation like Ben's where you're, you're doing great. Your podcast is successful. You're, you're touring all over the country. Um, it, it's almost like this. If, well, if it's not broke, why fix it mentality? Uh, but you have to, you have to prioritize your mental and physical health in a situation like this. No, no matter how great it seems from an external perspective, you know? I mean, it's a pattern in this country that you cover up, at all costs so you can ride the train as long as you can mm -hmm. and we just we really need to get around that mindset i don't know how we're gonna yeah. do it for the whole country but it's just i don't know you and i were raised differently yeah <laughs> we grew up in a cult i we mean alcohol out, wasn't even a question you just stayed away from it because it was the devil right yeah we, um, we we own our our mistakes yeah as soon as i find out and i figure it out and i and i'm you move forward. Right. All right. Um, so more from the Rolling Stone, uh, a person close to the situation denies that Kissel, who is currently in rehab, as, as we mentioned, ever went on benders or experienced blackouts while drinking. 
In a statement, Kissel conceded, however, he often used alcohol to self-medicate, which contributed to him entering unhealthy relationships. Through weeks of intense therapy at an inpatient facility, I have realized that I use alcohol as a way to try to cope with childhood trauma, he says in a statement to Rolling Stone. And we'll read the the full statement later. Hang on. Uh, Two things. I haven't heard that at all yet. Two things. Number one, nobody self-medicates with alcohol. That's that's sure they do. (laughs) They do not effectively or in a healthy way, but they sure do. Self-medicating with alcohol is is like not I don't know when I hear self-medicate, it's like a doctor would have told me to do this, but I did it anyway. It's like nobody's ever telling you to drink like that. Right. But he threw her under the bus again. I I use it to (laughs) self-medicate while Mm -hmm. I was in. Uh, he didn't say abusive. What did he say? Really unhealthy, unhealthy relationships. Which so, you know what's interesting. You know what's interesting, Bryce, is the name of the September fifteenth live stream was leaving an unhealthy relationship. Taylor telling her story of how she left an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, and and that that term was used in his statement. So his idea of an unhealthy relationship is a girl that stands up for herself. Got it. Right. And is very concerned about his emotional and physical and mental well-being. Uh, the the I'll read the whole statement uh, here in a little bit, but the the statement is incredibly, incredibly disappointing. You know, as a person, like I said, I have I have gone through um, addiction and recovery. Maybe this was a statement that was crafted by a legal team. I don't know. Um, but if that is something that he had any personal input on, uh, it is, it is really disappointing. It sounds like a a legal team or a publisher put a statement together and then he edited it. That's kind of what it, it's possible because I doubt it's, I don't know. Victim blaming in this day and age is not a good idea. No, victim blaming is, is a vile approach to any kind of conflict resolution. Right. Um, but especially in this particular situation, I, I mean, just what a, what a fumble, you know? Um, so, uh, again, going back to the Rolling Stone, multiple sources close to Kissel and the network have alleged that his co-hosts were very aware of Kissel's struggles with alcohol abuse and have questioned why they did not intervene prior to Taylor coming forward with her allegations. That is exactly what Taylor and I were asking. Why, why didn't you help him get help? Why didn't you tell fans earlier on to stop attacking Taylor? I, I know there had to have been inside knowledge of what was happening on the internet. You know, maybe they didn't see the attacks personally. Um, I don't think anyone at the network or, or, you know, the primary guys at the network have, have watched the live stream that, that, that Taylor did on this channel. But I know that there was awareness of what was happening. And didn't step in until three days after the live stream. Um, so again, this this source close to to Kissel and the network uh, says, "quote They should they should just say they effed up and they're sorry. They didn't know what to do. Uh, they have a sick friend who needs a lot of effing help." These are these are quotes from people that are close to to Ben and close to the network. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I want to keep going here because this is um, this is kind of interesting. Um, additionally, one source close to the New York City Comedy Club 
uh, comedy community, excuse me, uh, told Rolling Stone that uh, another, basically some of the allegations against Ben's forceful conduct were well known within the community, particularly at the Creek and Cave as early as 2015. It's common knowledge, the source says, has been for years. Now, the Creek and Cave actually moved from New York to Texas. I don't know if they still have a club in New York, uh, but but this is kind of interesting because um, let me let me read this this other piece here from the uh, the Creek and Cave owner, or, or not from, but you know, uh, referencing the the owner. Um, let me pull it up here. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I'm going to get there eventually. Someone's okay. saying the New York one is closed. The New York one is closed? Okay, here we go. Three people close to the Creek and Cave, the club where last podcast actually got its start, allege that Rebecca Trent, the owner of the club, which currently only operates a location in Austin, Texas. There we go. Okay, I thought I thought that was the case. Specifically warned them about Kissel's behavior toward women on two separate occasion two separate occasions in 2014 and 2015 in 2015 according to a source close to the creek and cave trent the owner of creek and cave became aware of a specific allegation that kissel had been forceful with a female comic uh, the comic in question did not respond to a request for comment from rolling stone but she is uh but she confided in me that F, this show is blowing up, and I might have to kick him out. This is what Trent said, because she was aware of, once again, Ben's pattern of um, unhealthy behavior. I take it that this guy was, <clears throat> I've never listened to the show, one of, one of the main yes. co-hosts. How, how many people are on that show? There's three main people that started the last podcast on the left. Um, and, and, you know, I've listened. I, I, I'm, I, I love the podcast. It's a true crime podcast. Very, very, very entertaining. Very well done. It's thorough. It's, it's interesting. It's funny. Um, you know, uh, but I never listened to it regularly. Um, you, you know, but it's, it's extraordinarily popular. Uh, it emerged like 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 we've talked about. It emerged from the New York City comedy scene. Got its start at the Creek and Cave. It has become, according to Rolling Stone, last podcast on the left has become one of the most successful true crime podcasts in history. Uh, within the past wow. year, it's been ranked one of the top all time podcasts on Spotify in the U.S. According to Chartable, as well as number thirteen on Apple's top podcast charts in America. So, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. Classic. Let's not upset the yes. cash cart. Yes, one hundred percent. We need what this person's bringing to the uh, to the show. It almost it feels like a little bit of a too big to fail type mentality at times. You, you know. Yeah, you know, there should be plenty of examples that there's only one industry that's too big to fail, and those are banks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody else is is definitely free free for all yeah um okay so now i'm, I'm gonna go through the portion of the article that, that details a lot more about um what happened with with taylor so 
Taylor and Kissel first encountered one another in uh, early 2022. Uh, Taylor was a fan. She attended a, a last podcast live show um, in Texas. Um, she posted a photo of herself on her Instagram stories, getting ready for the show and tagged the hosts. A month later, Ben DM'd her completely out of the blue, according to Taylor. For three months, they had an extended long-distance flirtation, chatting late at night over the phone and via text. In August, she went to Las Vegas with Kissel uh, and the, the other Last Podcast hosts for one of their tours, uh, along with you know some of the wives for the, the co-hosts for the show. According to Taylor, Kissel had been drinking heavily that evening. He was on a bender, according to her. Um, apparently, the, 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 other, the other host didn't know how how bad it was while he was in las vegas um but then that is when the incident where you know um where ben got really forceful with uh with taylor in the hotel room happened so when kissel told taylor he wanted to continue bar hopping taylor recalls she said she was going to bed late at night she alleges he walked into the room drunk prompting a verbal argument at one point she alleges ben got on top of her pinned her down on the bed he pressed his forehead into mine and pinned me down on the mattress uh, and I told him that he was hurting me. And Ben has has denied this. The next day, Taylor told uh, one of the wives of of you know one of the the podcast hosts about what had happened, the alleged confrontation, including that Ben had been drunk and verbally abusive, according to text messages shared with Rolling Stone. Um, and then the wife said she was irate. And that she was going to get Ben removed from the network at that point. But as we know, nothing really happened. Um, no. And and we also know that Taylor had had told them, I, I don't I, I want to keep this private. I, I don't want this coming out. Can we just can we just keep it a secret? She didn't want to she didn't want to upset Ben at that point. Their relationship was still fairly new. Um, and and like I said, Taylor, Taylor was in love with this guy. And she wanted to protect him at this point, you know. We we came from the same culture. She kind of came from our culture, also. Mm -hmm. Looking out for yourself yep. is not taught. It's and no. it's something especially as a woman. With. Especially as especially a woman. Especially as a woman. And then you add all the other stuff from from your childhood, and you're just programmed to mm -hmm. not stand up for yourself. Well, here's another interesting piece because you're you're exactly right. It's a it's a great observation, Bryce. That we came from this fundamental background. Taylor came from this fundamental background where you know it's it's a very patriarchal and and women are supposed to be submissive and and all this other stuff, right? The crazy thing is that Ben also came from that kind of background. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so, who knows? I mean, we already talked about you know how he references childhood trauma. Who knows how much of that plays a part in, in this behavior or his treatment uh, or his perception of women. I, I, I don't know. Um, but it, it is, it is very interesting that, that he comes from a very, not, not the same extremes that you and I experienced, uh, but does come from this type of fundamental background. Yeah. That's the extremes that, <coughs> that we experienced makes us, I don't know. I feel like it makes us want to watch out for this kind of yeah. behavior more so. But if you were just it kinda, makes us more sensitive to it, I think. Exactly. 
Yeah. But if you were just kind of medium dosed on it, then it might seem like this is the good way to live. I don't know. I, I don't need to speculate on that, but not everybody just, embraces their journey and figures out what they went through, where the, the negatives were. And how not to let that impact you moving forward and, you know, influence how you treat others, you know? I mean, that's that's what we've that's what we've got to be careful of is that we don't let these, you know, principles that we were indoctrinated and brainwashed with during our childhood influence how how we treat other people in a negative way. We, we just we can't do that. Um, you know, one of the one of the popular quotes from the last podcast on the left is uh, mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Yeah, and I think that's absolutely true. And, and I think uh you know, Ben probably should have listened to the advice of his own podcast on that. Um, at any rate, uh, Kissel denied that he was physically or verbally abusive toward Taylor. And one of his friends um, that went by Jazzy for this article uh, says that she had never seen Kissel berate or yell at Taylor, saying he was always trying to, quote, diffuse the situation and characterizing Kissel and Taylor's relationship as rocky and toxic. Kissel referenced the incident to her once to Jazzy. I mean, uh, and while he did not go into details, he seemed shaken up by what had happened in the hotel room, as well as a little scared of Taylor says Jazzy. He was scared of Taylor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The guy that doesn't remember what happened was scared. Yeah. Of mm -hmm. I don't know. What is she? <laughs> she's under 140 pounds. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, she's, she's tiny. And, she's tiny. And, you know, Ben is, I think he's like six, seven, something like three or 400 pounds. I it's mean, a weird, huge. it's a huge. weird thing. This is not the first time we've seen some giant person, some giant man say, Oh, I was scared of hers. Like, yeah. In what realm, sir? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, Maybe, maybe what they're talking about there is he was afraid that she was going to, you know, uh, discredit him or smear him or whatever, right? I don't know. What I do know, what I do know, I am, I am familiar with who this Jazzy person is. I, I have backstory on Jazzy. Um, and in my opinion, based on what I have heard, from people close to the situation, Jazzy tended to insert herself where she did not belong on multiple occasions and defended Ben even when he was absolutely in the wrong. So anything that Jazzy has to say about this situation automatically, I think, is discredited. Yeah, that's somebody that can be discredited very easily. Oh my yeah, gosh. if he was really ridiculous. concerned about her damaging his um, reputation, um, then if he's if he was concerned about it coming to light, then he knew that mm -hmm. other things would come to light. If somebody right. came and you know accused you or accused me, I'd be like, "Hang on, I got to call about forty women, yeah, from all over the country to." Uh, Tell us, tell a different story. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the, the, this is, this is another interesting part and, and, and very telling behavior, I think. So the incident in the hotel room happened on October 21st, according to Rolling Stone 
on October 20, or excuse me, August 21st. I'm sorry. August 21st is when the incident in the hotel room happened. Of this on, year? Of last year. Last, last year. year. Okay. Yeah. August 22nd, the next day, Taylor says she met Ben at the hotel lobby. They rode up the escalator together back to the room. While they were on the escalator, Taylor says that Ben told her he loved her for the first time and that like this escalator, our relationship can only go up from here. And after that, Taylor says he acted like nothing ever happened. And Taylor continued to date Kissel for another year. The relationship ultimately ended in July, as I mentioned. Uh, and Taylor says it was mutual. Uh, Jazzy says that that Ben ended things with her. But I've actually seen those text messages. Um, and, you know, once again, based on my interpretation, it did seem fairly mutual. Uh, they just kind of stopped talking. There, there, it wasn't like this horrific thing. Uh, where there was a huge, you know, this crazy incendiary situation uh, that characterized the breakup. Just, you know, they were done. Yeah. Very, very mutual in, in, in my opinion. And then about a month later, after the, the you know, uh, after the breakup, so this would have been starting in August. So they broke up in July of this year. And then, in August, Taylor started posting on uh, her social media uh, just about, you know, some of uh, some of her interactions with Ben. And then just even even just her own normal content. Uh, but that's when she really started getting harassed by the fans in earnest. Like that's when it got really, really ugly. It's like someone in chat said, there's got to be more people with Instagram DMs that he hit up absolutely 100 percent um i think that is not difficult at all to track down yeah. um, and i'm I'm actually surprised that we haven't heard about you know other people you know kind of coming forward with with their own stories already i, I mean granted the, the the rolling stone article just got published yesterday so i'm, I'm sure there's going to be some follow-up on this and we're going to hear more um but yeah i i don't think that's going to be hard to find at all if he's smart and he hasn't really proven himself to be smart, <coughs> he can just issue an apology and disappear. But I don't think, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's the hand he likes to play. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, like, like I said, it supposedly he's, he's still in, he's still in the rehab facility. Um, and, and obviously he's probably not going to say much of anything in, until he's, he's done with that program. Um, so on October 5th is when the, the last podcast network made the announcement, um, that, you know, Kissel would be leaving the show for good. Um, and apparently the post came as a tremendous shock, not just to fans, but also to Kissel himself. And this is according to the same friend Jazzy, um, who is, is actually Kissel's roommate, uh, Jazzy, told the Rolling Stone that after Taylor initially came forward, Kissel told her uh, he had made an agreement with the co-host to go to rehab for 30 days and then return to the podcast. And then Jazzy said that according to her conversations with, with Ben, his co-host had not expressed any concern about his alcohol use prior to Taylor's allegations with him characterizing it as a surprise that there were all these thoughts that were happening. 
So the October 5th statement, according to Jazzy, was a shock to Ben as well. Um, and that he feels really lost and no one's reached out to, to check up on him or anything. Um, however, however, that's Jazzy, which we already know Jazzy isn't the most accurate of reporters um, or of sources, I should say. So according to the Rolling Stone, a source close to the last podcast network says emphatically that Ben's other two co-hosts had made attempts to discuss Ben's drinking with him and tried to intervene to get him help on numerous occasions. So they knew about this and had tried to get him help. Yeah. It was you just can't get somebody to get that kind of help until they're ready. We've discussed this many times. Not until they hit their rock bottom. And clearly this whole incident was a rock bottom moment where they were finally able to insist that Ben go to rehab. Yeah. It's a rock bottom. It may not be the rock bottom. <clears throat> This source also also says that weeks before Ben's departure from the show was announced, which I don't necessarily. Well, yeah, no, I guess I guess that could make sense with, with the timeline. So his his departure was announced on October fifth. The live stream happened on September fifth, or uh, on. Uh, so wait, I'm sorry. His departure was announced October fifth. The live stream happened on September fifteenth. So that that could give enough time for weeks to go by when they had this conversation with Ben. Um, so this source is saying that the co-hosts whose names are Marcus and Henry Ben's co-hosts, they had a lengthy discussion with Ben about the future of the show and the need to go their separate ways. Mm. So according to this source, this wasn't a surprise for Ben. Maybe the timing was a surprise, but they'd already had this conversation with him directly. So you can believe one side or you can believe Jazzy's side. I don't know. Yeah. That person sounds like, um, I mean, the roommate. Interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think I can really believe anything that individual has to say. Um, now, apparently, supposedly, so remember I talked about the, the incident at the Creek and Cave? Right. Uh, where he was forceful with a, another female comic. Supposedly, his co-hosts, Marcus and Henry, were never made uh, aware of the allegation and that the owner of the Creek and Cave had never discussed that with them. So, so they weren't aware of that one. Who knows if they were aware about any of these other allegations from, you know, uh, Ben's past partners, including Taylor. I, I don't know what their awareness what, uh, has been throughout the entire history of, of his alleged behavior, right? They're still denying that they had any knowledge of it whatsoever. So, you know. I mean, as much as we want to say, how is that possible? I mean, I'm an example of how it is possible. Granted, I have a really good excuse. I didn't have any experience or knowledge of what somebody who was a heavy abuser acted and looked like. Um, and these guys, they had wives. I don't, you know, speculating is, is always bad. And, you know, we're speculating on the side that how could they not have known, but we can also speculate on the side that, well, if these guys had wives and they may have been like, don't go partying out late with that guy. 
right? <laughs> you know, are you crazy? He's yeah. single and no, I, you know, that's true. That, Without evidence, who knows? we don't, we, we, we can't really pin it down. It's not a press right. to do so. And, and, you know, in their defense, shortly after the live stream where, you know, Taylor came forward, they did start taking action, right? Yeah. I mean, before the live stream, they, they had already, you know, required Ben to go to rehab. I don't think that was a, a an individual decision that that Ben made. I'm sure he was pressured to do that. Oh, right? yeah, I'm sure an intervention happened. Um, you know, so. And then after the live stream, uh, you know, the co-hosts did not deny Taylor's story at all. You know, they didn't discount her. They didn't dismiss her. Um, and they did tell fans, hey, you got to stop harassing her. This is not acceptable. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be told <laughs> to stop it's, harass. It's, it's like, insane. Um, I did want to read Ben's statement that that he gave to Rolling Stone. Um, and, and this to me is is, like I said earlier, this is the most discouraging part about all of this. Um, because you really hope that, that people take accountability for their actions. And once again, I don't know if, if Ben wrote this personally, or if this was workshopped by his legal team, I, I, I don't know. I do not know. I'm just going to read it. Um, and, and then we can, we can kind of talk about it, Bryce. So this is a statement from Ben, uh, in Rolling Stone magazine. Through weeks of intense therapy at an inpatient facility, I have realized that I use alcohol as a way to try to cope with childhood trauma. In addition, I tend to gravitate towards relationships with other trauma survivors, which of course can make for a toxic combination. I had a long distance relationship with Taylor over the course of about 15 months. We never lived together. Our connection was mostly consisted of text messages and phone calls, followed by brief in-person visits, all of which were marred by frequent arguments instigated by Taylor, which is why I ultimately chose to end the relationship on July 22nd. While the unhealthy nature of our relationship took a toll on my mental well-being, I want to make it clear that I have never been physically or verbally abusive with Taylor or any other woman in my life. Evidence speaks contrary to that, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, wait, this is a perfect uh, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that right. plays out. <laughs> I mean, it's just of all the things that you could say after accusations like this come forward, that's what you're going to go with, dude. You're a smart guy. Like, Ben is a smart guy. Yeah. Um, I would think, you know, if he went to rehab, what, what did I say? What was the date that he went to rehab? Uh September 13th is when they announced that he was going to rehab. And this statement was published on October 12th. Who knows when Rolling Stone actually got the statement, but that's almost a month that you had to essentially dry out and you're still going to go with this. Yeah. You're still going to go with this as your narrative that Taylor instigated the arguments. Yeah. He, because of his trauma, he enters into toxic relationships. Um, I mean, it, we it, never lived together. It was a long distance relationship. I know it, for a fact that, I mean, I, 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 I'm not disputing whether they live together or not, but I know for a fact that there, Taylor had belongings in his house. 
Yeah. So I think it goes a little bit deeper than just a, oh, we were just flirting long distance. I just, I don't understand why you would go with this approach. Well, it's classic example of not owning your mistakes and yep. being being of the personality that your behavior is right and correct regardless mm -hmm. of what other people think. Mm -hmm. um, imagine, I mean, if he had done the opposite. Imagine if he came out and be like, I didn't know what I was doing. That's no excuse. I'm sorry. I'm deeply sorry. I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm getting help, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Respect would have been there. He probably wouldn't have had to leave the show. He could have been on just sabbatical or whatever. Come back when you get your stuff together. It could have been a whole different outcome. Yeah. To, to lean in to your yeah. lie mm -hmm. is going to be on your ultimate undoing. I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with, with that assessment, Bryce. I mean, there's so many different approaches that you could that that, that you could have taken here. Um, I mean, just from a PR perspective, this is a nightmare. But from a personal perspective, from just a a humane perspective, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. While the unhealthy nature of our relationship took a toll on my mental well-being. So he's not concerned about what Taylor might be feeling or dealing with. It took a toll on his mental well-being. I, I, I mean, it just it kind of blows my mind. Um, own your issues. Yeah. Just own it. Or don't say anything at all. That, there's your other option. Don't say anything at all. That that probably would have been a better option in this probably. case, you know. Um, I mean, even you might have needed convincing, you know, if you were doing something in your blackout. But in this day and age, somebody's got video. Yeah. There's no way he just did this in the privacy of a hotel room. That's the only time he ever does this with these women. No, and there's 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 text messages, there's receipts, you know. Yeah. Um, which is why it's just also unfortunate, you know. Um. And, and once again, coming coming from the perspective of a person, myself, who, who struggled with alcoholism and addiction for many, many years, absolutely, I think there are relationships that I got into that were incredibly toxic uh, because of the, 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 my state of mind uh, while I was drinking and, and, and using drugs, for sure. Uh, there was a four year, I mean, Bryce, you're very familiar with this one. There was a four year relationship uh, where, I, where I almost got married. It would have been the worst mistake of my life, but the, the entire, the entirety of the relationship, I was drunk and or high. Yeah. You, you were know? never really there. No, no, absolutely not. But you know what I can say is that I was never that, that I can recall. I mean, she's it's free to call me out on this one. Yeah. I was never abusive. It would have come ever. out by now. It would, uh, you, I mean, she threw a shoe at me one time. Yeah. Um, I think I think I may have thrown a breadstick across the room one time. But that was just role play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, even in my heavily self-medicated state, right? Um, mm -hmm. I was I was 
I mean, yeah, we had some some serious arguments, you know, um, some vigorous arguments, but never to the point where I was pinning someone down. I did witness you once in one of your relationships very early on, and you were completely wasted, and you got really furious with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. and you walked outside. Mm-hmm. You removed yourself from the situation. You were wasted. She was wasted. Everybody was drunk at that time, and some something happened. And you just walked away, mm-hmm. you know, everybody gets mad that, yeah. at their, at their partner yeah. occasionally. It's mm-hmm. what you do in the moment. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that, and, and that really, that really is it, you know, uh, it's, it's really, 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 um, unfortunate that, that this was, um, the outcome of this whole ordeal, uh, that, uh, ben, you know, had to leave the network. Uh, certainly wasn't w- what I wanted to see happen. I, I know it's not what what Taylor wanted to see happen at all. Uh, but unfortunately, I think it was a necessary outcome. Yeah, this you know, is given not the history and pattern of behavior. You, you, you know, you got to part ways um, in, in a situation like this. Um, you know, and once again, I I still hope still hope that that Ben gets the help that he needs um that people like Jazzy don't enable him when he is done with his uh his treatment program you know uh that he's held accountable that he continues with his recovery program i i really i really hope that for him my heart always goes out to another person that is suffering from the disease of alcoholism. And I want him to, I want him to get that help. But at the same time, I think the person that, that truly deserves healing in a situation like this is Taylor. You, you know, the, the insanity that she has been through with all of this is, is just, it's crazy. Uh, she can't, she, she won't even go on social media right now. Yeah. Um, just because she, she doesn't want to be attacked anymore. She doesn't feel safe. She doesn't want to be harassed. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, so, some of these Facebook, some of these Facebook trolls that I was talking about earlier, they continue to send her messages, very threatening, very disturbing. I mean, it's just bonkers. Um, and I mean, I hope, I hope those people get the help that they need. My God. Um, Bryce, I'm sure there's some some questions that that came through, and uh, we probably need to address those at this point. Um, did you see anything that we need to uh, that we need to talk about? <coughs> not just... so much, uh, not so much questions. We've got a lot of people just kind of filling in different statements and, ag- okay. and agreeing. Um, very very early when we first started. Uh, Shelby, you know. Oh yeah, let's put that on the screen. Can you put that on the screen? Oh, I see. I click a button. There we go. <laughs> so Kessel's statement shows he's learned nothing at his treatment facility, denies any wrongdoing. But if you're blackout drunk, how can you ignore people around you saying that you're belligerent? Exactly. And I encourage people, yeah. if you have a friend that it gets blackout drunk and then denies what they did, mm-hmm. take your iPhone out and video. Okay? Yeah. It's Try that simple. Just prove, just show them. How would you know if you never 
physically or verbally abuse someone if you were blackout drunk. You can't make a statement like that. I can't make a statement like that. Exactly. You, you know, from, from my past. I've been sober for 10 years, but in the 10 years prior to that, I, I can't, you know, without with all certainty state that I, I was never verbally or physically abusive. I, I don't know. I was blacked out a lot. You yeah. know? But there's, um, you, you were always around a, a lot of people. Yeah. So some someone would have seen it, let me know about it after the fact or, you know, something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. So we've got we another got? comment here from Nuria, I suppose. Uh, some of the fans who know the past story pointed out that Kessel's drinking problem was an open secret and the host mm -hmm. and his friends talked about it all the time. Yeah. And that's what the last podcast, the other last podcast was. Uh, Marcus and Henry have, have mentioned that they they tried to, you know, they they, they asked him to get help multiple times, apparently. Uh, that's that's what they're saying. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Artemis says, anyone who spoke <coughs> out against Ben or even questioned the situation got mass downvoted on Reddit. Mm. Fan base is toxic and has been for years. I mean, there's a lot of, it appears to be a lot of the fan base here right now but they are very supportive and we do appreciate mm -hmm. them yeah uh appreciate you um being supportive of victims as we all should be in a situation like that it's just insane to me but yeah i mean artemis is absolutely right and, and i mean I, I heard the same thing from from others um who would you know launch these coordinated attacks um you know i, I think ultimately the the moderators on on reddit did a phenomenal job not allowing that to happen after a certain point, but it, it took a while. Um, and you know, everyone was piling on Taylor for quite some time before, you know, every folks finally realized, Oh wait, no, there's, there, there's, there's truth to this, to what she's saying. Exactly. We've got Heather church saying, I've been a last podcast fan for 10 years. <clears throat> Can't even begin to tell you how disappointed I am in Ben Kessel's behavior, as well as the lack of acknowledgement by Marcus and Henry. So yeah, it's 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 like double disappointment. Yeah, it's like can it, we, you know, get it, some acknowledgement? I think you know, for for Marcus and Henry, just trying to put myself in in their shoes, right? It, it's it's got to be tough addressing this, but I think something should have been done so much earlier, um, at least to protect Taylor. You know, yeah. hold your fans accountable, or protect your fans. Yeah, just, just yes, we all know about Taylor and we support it, but like in general, <laughs> protect yeah. your fans. Yeah. So this next comment is just leans into that. You know, Annie said that Ben's downward spiral was used as material on the show. Every episode, a straight up refused to hear that they were not aware. Mm. That's pretty damning. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, I've not really listened to the show, but if I mean, they said they were aware of the alcohol problem. It's the it's the behavior, the abusive behavior that they're they're still saying they they were not aware of. Yeah, but we also know that Taylor told one of the hosts and his wife about the incident in the hotel room. So you weren't completely unaware. Yeah, exactly. And Ms. Joy Brennan says, uh, makes me wonder, worry, how many other fans were targeted? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now that is uh, that is a little disappointing and disheartening, yes. And 
Annie says that she's DM'd with Kessel a number of times, and he's clearly not above using his powers as an entertainer to get laid. Plus, last podcast on the left's I Can Fix Him bit. So many red flags. Hmm. Not even yeah. aware of, of that bit, but yeah. That's... Uh... You know, that's, that's interesting to hear from someone who has DM'd back and forth uh, with Ben um, and and confirming that, he, you know, he, he may have used his influence, uh, which here, th- this may be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, especially in this context, but, you know, obviously you're going to use your influence to uh, court or woo uh, your potential partners. Right. Every everyone does. You've got the you've got the big, important job. You've got the shiny car. You've got the money. You've got the personality. You've got the humor, you know, whatever you're going to use. Your strengths to, you know, woo a partner. Um, Now, if you are using it to silence victims, if you are using it to take advantage, that's another issue altogether. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Karen Brock says Ben certainly has his own demons he's wrestling with but to paint Taylor as the perpetrator and himself as the victim makes my stomach ache and then asks how's Taylor doing mm. thank you for the concern she's dealing with it as best she can she really is and and she's doing a she's doing a good job she's you know when Taylor told me, like, I'm, I'm not even looking at social media right now, I can't. Uh, I mean, that to me is is exactly what she should do in, in a situation like this where she's still getting attacked and harassed. Uh, but also just so she can she can deal with with her own mental health because this was traumatizing for her. And so, like I said, she needs to heal. She's the one that more than anyone deserves to heal from from this whole debacle. Absolutely. Yeah. And it looks like Annie had a conversation. Someone I once considered a really close friend who is also a last podcast on left fan said, Mm. I believe women, just not that woman. And I Mm. will never forget that for as long as I live. Yeah. Yeah, That's a, (laughs) what, (laughs) what do you, what do you, as I'll support women as long as it doesn't affect my feelings. Right. That's basically what that is. Yeah. You know? Just really unfortunate. Really and unfortunate. Uh, Naria said there are two subreddits for the podcast. One was pretty bad at the beginning, but the other was quite supportive of Taylor from the day. Oh, one. that's cool. So that's good to know. That that yeah, that that really is cool to hear. And, and from what I understand, you, you know the the only place the trolls still exist is is on this, you know, supposed Facebook group. Um, there was a there was a, a, a guy that was you know, essentially cyber stalking Taylor from that group. Um, and to, to that group's credit, they, they ended up removing him as, as a moderator or something along those lines. From what I heard, uh, I, once again, I'm, I'm not part of the group. I haven't seen the group, uh, but based on what I was told, you know, this guy that was being just incredibly harassing um, was removed as a moderator from that group. So I, Hopefully that's being dealt with internally on that group. But it's just like, honestly, if, if your group is that poisonous, just get rid of it. What are you, what are you doing? You know, what, what are you doing? 
Yeah. What are you doing anyway? There's <laughs> <laughs> too you much know? time on Reddit. Yeah. Annie did want to make sure to be clear that uh, Ben was not flirtatious or creepy with during their DM interactions, but she's oh, also that's, pretty that's young. Good to know. Mm. 15 years younger than he is, but um, Ms. Joy Brennan said his previous ex was 16 years younger, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't really have much to say about the you know age differences or, or whatever but yeah that's kind of weird a little bit i guess i don't know um i mean everybody <coughs> will will look at that differently and it's right. long as everybody's adult and, and mm -hmm. consenting and as long as it's not a pattern a predatory yeah. pattern that's what i'm more concerned about is their predatory or abusive behavior right yeah that's that's my thing because um, i had one girlfriend that was quite a bit younger than me um you know in her mid-20s and then my next girlfriend is definitely yeah. not <laughs> so yeah it, it's uh as it goes um conspiracy conspiracy corner podcast thanks for the update as a fan of last podcast i've been curious of what is going on marcus and henry haven't really been saying anything on the podcast marcus and henry make a statement People will continually wonder mm -hmm. about you unless you address it, address it. And, and I mean, to their credit, they did, they did make, you know, that statement um, in late okay. September, but I think it's, it's a tough. So, so again, I'm looking at this purely from a PR perspective, right? This is a tough thing to address as, as co-hosts who are just trying to move forward with their podcast. That's what they're trying to do at this point. They've replaced I, Ben. He's out. Let's just move forward. Let's forget it happened. You, you know, so that, that probably, honestly, that probably is the right PR move. Is it the right moral move? I don't know. Probably not. The I So they did like a press release mm -hmm. with their statement. They're a podcast. Yeah. People get their information from them by listening to the podcast. Right. You you make a five minute statement or longer. Um, you want a good example of this? The Try Guys. Mm. The Try Guys said, well, "This is what happened, and this is what we did, and this is what we're doing." What was the situation there? Was it similar to this at all? No, not really. It's just okay. one of the guys, one of the main guys, um, uh, cheated on his wife, and it was caught. Ah, okay. And. It was it was crazy. I I watched the Try Guys for years. Those guys do some good stuff. And and you know to to point out one of the one of the comments that I just saw and, and it's, it's Annie again. Um, they keep saying we can't say anything. We just can't. Um, and she says she doesn't think that's the move. This may be a legal situation. They mm -hmm. may not be able to say anything legally. That's true. Based on my understanding of the you know business structure, the organizational structure of the podcast. Marcus Henry and Ben were all one third owners. So I'm sure there's some untangling that has to happen right now. Um, you know, I, I also, <laughs> I saw a kind of interesting point that Marcus and Henry used to uh, moderate this, uh, this, you know, Facebook troll group and then left because they called it a snake pit. And now it's actually named the snake pit. Um, uh, it is toxic. Everything that I've seen from people coming out of that Facebook group and commenting on, you know, various social media channels, it is absolutely disgusting. Uh, the guy that was cyber stalking Taylor made this 
weird, super strange video response to Taylor. Uh, and I mean, quite honestly, I think he he might be mentally ill and, and actually needs to seek psychiatric help. You know, I um, I don't know. Um, McK- yeah. So Mackenzie Joy <laughs> Brennan uh, is saying that the reason they're not making a statement isn't for legal purposes. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm not familiar with what's happening internally right now. I, I, I really am just not aware. Um, so it's, it's interesting when, when fans become toxic are called out on being toxic and then they lean into it. I've seen it a couple of times. I've seen this weird behavior where I'm trying to think of the proper, you know, um, you know, annoying people, but the, uh, the higher version of that <laughs> just being a jerk, but like the higher version of being a total jerk, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the word. I, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an asshole. Yeah. Isn't it cute? No, 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 it's not. That's that, I mean, that, that's the whole thing about trolls though. Um, you know, and I've explained this, I, I've been, I've been dealing with social media trolls for a long, long time. Um, I've been, I, I know what Taylor went for, went through when she was deplatformed because my largest social media account got deplatformed about a year ago for political reasons, purely political reasons, you know, so I've dealt with this kind of stuff. I've dealt with the trolls and they thrive on just being disagreeable. It's not even that they necessarily believe what they're saying. They just want to get a reaction out of you. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. it's toxic it's weird it's just pointless and gross you know um that's why you don't see but, us getting in arguments in the comments no but don't engage I, it. but you know what i will say when i was younger i did my fair share of trolling absolutely i did uh because i was young i was immature i was stupid uh, but i certainly i certainly wasn't going after no you know victims of trauma no. I mean, what the hell is wrong with you? There's yeah. craziness. I didn't really do um, it in, in my younger age because writing a letter was, and mailing it, it was such a pain, you know. Trolling by mail, it's just it's hard. But I'm older, <laughs> I'm older than you. So. You, had to, you had to send a Pony Express I, I did letter. it a little bit with Telegram, <laughs> um, and then they stopped letting me send Telegram. So. Yeah, that's uh, funny as hell. Um, you know, I, I like, like I said, the, the the way this this whole situation played out um, ha, has been really unfortunate end to end. Uh, fans' reactions, the, the way that Ben has responded, even some of the way that the the last podcast network has has handled it, it. You know, it's just been it's been really really unfortunate. Taylor and I never set out to get someone canceled. That wasn't the goal when we did the live stream on September fifteenth. You know, but unfortunately, I think in a situation like this, you know, the last podcast network had no choice but to to part ways with Ben. You know, yeah. Um, but once again, I will reiterate: I hope Ben gets the help he needs. But even more so, I hope Taylor gives herself space to heal, and I hope anyone else that is in communication with Taylor is giving her the space or the help that she needs to heal. Um, and that's that's really all we can ask for in, in a situation like this. Um, 
I'm sure we'll be hearing more. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, there will most likely be a follow-up live stream. Um, and at some point I know Taylor's going to want to tell more of, uh, of her side of the story. But, um, in the meantime, we are, we are on here every Wednesday at 8 PM. Uh, Bryce and I doing our podcast slash live stream. Uh, so we'll be back next week, probably with a live stream, right? Bryce, I think it's going to be a live stream next week. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's what we've, we've got planned, but, uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up, uh, check out the merch store online, friendswithdavy.com. And you can also see Bryce's customer service survivor merch as well. Uh, just in time for Christmas. Exactly. I, in fact, I think you have a shirt that is, uh, all I want for Christmas is for you to remember your password. Yes. And if you, if you know anybody in tech, tech support, do not set down the, have you turn it off and on again? That's yeah. old. We don't, we don't even find that funny anymore. Okay. Okay. But when I thought of this, all I want for Christmas is for you to remember your password. I can't tell you how many IT support people I talk to where they're like, yes, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the it. one. Just that's that. the one. Nothing um, else. So. Well, cool. Check it out. Y'all. Uh, Thank you for all the uh, the comments. Uh, please like and share. Make sure you're subscribed. And uh, we will see y'all on the next one. Love you Have so much. One. Have a good one.